0: You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalik. Welcome to Episode 7, The Year in Review and The Year Ahead. I like to think of it as the best of 2018, but since we only started on November 28th, it's also the all of 2018. So let's get started. By way of a brief review, and for any first-time listeners, this podcast is all about relationships. Experience and observation have taught me that relationships are one of the most rewarding aspects of life, but at the same time one of the most frustrating the goal of this podcast is to help people experience more of the rewards of relationships and less of the frustrations. Like many others, I firmly believe we are all made for relationships. We're not meant to live alone. That's how the name of the podcast came to be. You are made for this. The this we were made for is fulfilling, life-giving relationships. It's just the opposite of what a recent Wall Street Journal article describes about baby boomers and being the most isolated generation of all. I have a link to the article at the end of the show notes. It's entitled, The Loneliest Generation. Americans, more than ever, are aging alone. When you read the stories of the people and how they are living alone, well, it's really, really quite sad. The purpose of this podcast is to somehow, in some small measure, stem the tide of loneliness by contributing something to help people transform their relationships into the best they can be. The podcast is to be something that actually helps people rather than just another outlet for creative expression. This podcast is about you, not me. Whether we've succeeded at this in the first four weeks of the show is up to you, the listener, to decide. But that's my goal. Another goal of the podcast is that it becomes a means of community for people who would like to be encouraged by stories of others who are making progress in transforming their relationships into the best they can be. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work. Maybe it will be a Facebook group later. I don't know. We'll see. Toward this goal and for this last episode of 2018, I want to share today some responses I've received from listeners regarding the podcasts aired so far. I've received a fair number of emails and comments from people saying they like what they're hearing so far, and I've also received from feedback from folks with suggestions for ways to improve the podcast, which, uh, which I've appreciated. In today's program I want to share responses of people who actually changed as a result of what they heard in one or more of the six episodes that have been aired this year, either change in a behavior or change in the way they think. I plan to do something like this every now and then to foster a sense of community and also to do it as a means to encourage you in transforming your relationships into the best they can be. So I would appreciate hearing from, from you with stories that you have of applying what you've learned on this podcast. You can either leave comments in the box below in the show notes, or you can send an email to john at uh, caringforothers.org, or direct message me in Facebook. Okay, on to the listener responses. In the very first episode, I mentioned that I plan to share relationship principles and skills through stories, both my own and from guest interviews. You know, the older I get, the more I appreciate what a powerful learning tool stories can be. One story I shared at the end of the episode was the one of when I was 15 and a neighbor boy, um, the one we affectionately called Bozo, when, when he was killed. I mentioned the scene of watching my dad walking down the middle of the street with his arm over the shoulder of the father of whose son had just died hours before. The picture of that scene is still vivid in my memory. And it was something that helped me see my relationship with my father in a new light. And it allowed me to, to forgive him for uh, many of the ways that, that he treated me. After hearing the story in episode one, one listener wrote to tell me, quote, My husband and I listened to your first podcast. We were really gripped by the story of your dad and the death of Bozo. We talked about it and this morning called a friend who just this week lost his wife. Thanks, John. You are making a difference. I can't tell you how much that encouraged me to know that someone took action and actually did something to care for a hurting friend as a result of hearing the podcast. It reminded me of a phrase I use often, and which you'll hear uh, on this podcast from time to time, and it goes like this, When we try to bring out the best in others, we also bring out the best in ourselves. These two listeners, trying to bring out the best that was in their grieving friend, is an example of this. I don't know what they said to him, but I know this couple, and they have a heart to help people. For the grieving husband to know someone cares enough to make a phone call to him has got to help deal with this sorrow. In responding to Episode 2, The Gift of a Background Relationship, a listener from Pennsylvania wrote, Quote, I love the story about the relationship you have with your mother-in-law. In your podcast, you ask each of us to think about someone in their lives like this. You might recall that this was in reference uh, to the end of the movie about Mr. Rogers entitled Won't You Be My Neighbor? In that film, it showed co-workers of Mr. Rogers uh, tearing up as they re- uh, recalled people from their past who believed in them who nurtured them. And I I talked about that in this particular episode. And my mother-in-law is one of those kinds of people. Anyway, the listener goes on to say, quote, It came to mind yesterday what you were talking about. It came to mind yesterday morning, shortly after I got a doe on the last day of the Pennsylvania deer season. I reflected on my father, a man of few words, but his actions spoke deep love to me. Until yesterday, I had not shed one tear over my father's passing nine years ago. But up on that mountain, as I looked over the valley, I thought of Dad and how much I miss him. He would have loved the moment of hearing that I got a deer, and he would have loved butchering it. It was how we connected. It was an emotional moment, a precious moment. I never felt I needed to shed a tear over Dad's death. Because all was good when God took him home. So these very few tears yesterday morning were ones of thankfulness and appreciation for God's gift of my father to me. Man, that really encouraged my heart to know the story of my relationship with my mother in law, triggered something within this listener to reflect with appreciation on his relationship with his father, and then to shed a few tears of gratitude for him. That was just great. Another response to episode two comes from a missionary serving in the Mideast. This person writes, I must say, just as you were encouraged by seeing the kindness in Janet's singing with her mother, so I have always been positively affected by any time I've had with you. Listening to your family's life achievement award list or your caring for a trying dog you know, that was a treat. <laughs> or your lovely memories of your mother-in-law had me laughing uncontrollably one moment and then soberly contemplating the truth that was being shared. How grateful I am for you, for your willingness to open your life so that we, the listeners, can be trained in loving each other more fully. Thank you for including me in the privileged group that gets to listen. Well, I, I see myself as being the privileged one to be able to share what, uh, what I've been learning. The more we open up our lives to each other, the greater the chance for a deeper relationship that we can have with each other. We can learn to love well when we have the heart and take the time to watch how others love. We're all teachers, you know, for good or ill, because people are watching more than we realize. Episode 3, The Gift for the Person Who Has Everything, drew this response from a listener. I liked Episode 3. I'm going to incorporate a Lifetime Achievement Award for my husband's 60th birthday. I also subscribe to your podcast. This is great to hear, something very practical this woman can do to honor her husband. It's an action she can take. Taking action, the right action, can be very helpful in transforming a good relationship already into the best relationship it can be. I plan to share more of these relationship tips, or hacks as they're now called, moving into 2019. There are specific relationship skills we'll be examining and practicing in the months ahead. Then there was episode four, The Gift of Even Though. It evoked this response from a listener. Your podcast about joy and how sharing in other's joy multiplies joy, it's not a zero-sum game. This really resonated with me. My husband and I have been able to have kids easily, and when we are around friends who struggle with infertility, I feel guilty sharing the joys of my children. It was so beautiful to hear how your friends, I think she was talking about Vernon Lorraine, how your friends had many, quote, children, unquote, without having their own. Yeah, that was a great part of episode four. I take her comments about that show to mean that there was a change in thinking and and how she viewed sharing the joy of her children with childless friends. By not sharing her joy, you may be depriving them of their joy. That joy, like love, is an unlimited natural resource that never depletes. In fact, the more you share in the joys of others, the more joy multiplies itself. It seems this perspective helps in easing any guilt feelings. And after all, what is a listener guilty of? Being blessed with children? That's nothing to be guilty about. I can understand, though, that there are times when we share our joy that it is met with a must-be-nice response. Remember, we talked about that in Episode 4. And that's certainly painful, for sure. There's that verse in the Bible that says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. And it's really put in the form of a command. There's a command to be joyful over the joy of others. It's not a suggestion. For many of us, though, it's really harder to do than to mourn with people. It's easier to mourn sometimes than it is really to feel the joy of other people. Another listener, actually another missionary, this one serving in Eastern Europe, wrote to say, I'm so glad you decided to do a podcast. I've listened to all of them so far and look forward to listening further. Glad I could be your connection in this part of the world. Over the past few years, I have found myself being placed in more ministry leadership type positions. As my responsibilities have increased and potential impact expanded, I have noticed that my limitations in relationships have restricted some of my potential influence. Plus, of course, I totally agree we are made for community, so this affects my well-being, too. But praise God, I am a work in progress. And I can, by His grace, grow and can learn from others like yourself. What a great attitude and such self-awareness. One relationship that gets less attention than it, it deserves is our relationship with ourself. Self-awareness is such an important leadership trait. Without it, we suffer the consequences of exceeding our limitations, alienating people at times, and hindering the achievement of our organization's goals. We'll be talking more about self awareness in future episodes of You Were Made for This. Finally, another listener wrote Hi, John. I just wanted to let you know how much the last two podcasts specific to joy meant to me. It made so much sense to me and gave this whole idea of Jesus, others, and you so much more meaning and depth. I think with the last two, especially, you are finding your zone. Well, that was really interesting. I was thinking about this idea about being in my zone. I'm not really sure what my, my zone is. Although I do know that, that the last episode, episode 6, I really like that, that flash mob scene that I, that I talked about. I can't sing at all, so I know that that's not in my zone. In fact, I wrote a brief paragraph about this several years ago in, in the book I wrote, Them, The Richer Life Found in Caring for Others. and and let me just read it to you for a second. My one great fantasy is to be invited to be part of a flash mob singing Oh Holy Night or Handel's Hallelujah Chorus in a really large multi-story shopping mall, just like you see in those YouTube videos that show up each December. But even if I crashed one of those flash mobs and started singing, two notes into it, someone's bound to whisper in my ear, Say, pal, I see Pottery Barn is having a special sale at the other end of the mall. I think you could find something there that your wife would really like. But the sale ends in about 10 minutes. So if I were you, I'd hurry on over there right now. As we wrap up today's show, I hope you found those responses from other listeners to the episodes from this past year to be helpful. I know I did. I found them encouraging. In fact, it leads to the main takeaway from today's episode, our show summary in a sentence, and it goes like this. Listening well to the relationship stories of others can teach us much to help transform our relationships into the best they can be. One way you can respond to today's episode is to encourage others by sharing stories here on this podcast of what you're doing to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. It can be an action or even a different way of thinking about your relationship that you could share with your fellow listeners that could be an encouragement to them. And you can leave those stories or comments in the box below in the show notes, or you can send an email to me, john at caringforothers.org, or you can also direct message me in Facebook. Your identity will certainly be kept confidential. That'd be a great way to respond and a great way to encourage other people, which would also help contribute to a sense of community that we're trying to develop here. Next week's episode, the first of 2019, will feature our very first interview, the first of many to come in the new year. It's a wonderful story of what a wife and her daughter did to care well for their husband and father. It's a memorable and tender relationship story that I'm sure you will find encouraging. And now our quote of the week. We tell stories to better understand each other. This comes from the BBC series of a few years ago, From Lark Rise to Candlefort. I find that just a, a fascinating idea. We tell stories to better understand each other. We can understand each other a whole lot better if we do understand the stories of each other. But that presupposes that we're listening to the stories of others. And we'll get into that in in future episodes. It's a huge topic. And by the way, if you enjoy British TV, I think you would really enjoy From Lark Rise to Candleford. It's similar to Downton Abbey. Uh, It came before that show, but I happen to enjoy it more. There are lots of relationship stories, lots of character development in that particular show. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can actually view it for free. There'll be a link to it in the show notes as well. Well, that's about it for today and about it for 2018. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your participation in this podcast. If you find it helpful, we would hope that you would write a review and also share it with a friend. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next year. Bye now.